everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful, if a little bit smoggy, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Dan Beecher. And filling in for Frank, I am Kate Birch. And uh, and coming up on today's show, first of all, hi, Kate. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you much. Uh, and, and later in the program, you and I are going to be talking about Christmas. It's Christmas time. Uh, and we're going to talk about you having grown up in a secular but uh, mostly Jewish household. I don't, I would not say mostly Jewish. Household of largely Jewish descent. There you go. Uh, but we're going to talk about the experience of Christmas as a kid in that position. And, and in, yeah. Surrounded by Mormons, but, uh, in a secular home of largely Jewish descent and. And of Santa descent. Of Sa- apparently you descended from Santa. I am magic. We will talk about that mm-hmm. later in the show. Yes, we shall. But, uh, let's start off with some do you, stories. Do you want me to begin? Please do. Okay. Uh, I'm starting with uh, what is, I guess every story that you do is like both funny and, and depressing. Is that kind of the truth? We have a lot of that. Yeah. Th- this falls into the camp of that. I, I, I'm going to start by saying, holy sexuality week, Batman. <laughs> I cannot read the title. The, okay. So this story is about this university, um, Abilene University, Christian University, uh, that had a holy sexuality week. I'm sure they did not say it. Holy sexuality week. But like, how could you name something that? <laughs> And not say it that way. Uh, first of all, how could you think that sexuality is holy or that there is like. Well, it is definitely holy because you really, it's hard to do without holes. <laughs> okay. Went there. Let's do the story. <laughs> okay. So this story is about. I mean, you can imagine a Christian university having a week devoted to Holy Sexuality Week is probably going to uh, offend a lot of people and not go over <laughs> what very well. I mean, it's probably not going to be, uh, you know, one of those pro-LGBTQ. No, uh, I would not have much faith in it. And honestly, I don't know what, you know, 95% of the, the information was about, but I imagine it was bad. I I'm gonna say it was all how to do, how to get enthusiastic consent. That was their big Let's push. Um, I'm I'm guessing that that is definitely what it was. I'm sure there was nothing shamey and uh, well, I'm sure okay, was- you're the one telling the story. <laughs> what was it? Well, what? I don't know what most of it was, but I can tell you what some of it was, and some of it was uh, pretty disgusting when it came to these really one-sided messages about the LGBTQ community. And uh, so there was, there was one presenter in particular who gave a speech that let's just say excluded a lot of people and made them feel uh, pretty horrible. Um, So a bunch of kids got together about 2000 students and friends and family members after this week got together to kind of like protest what had happened and write a letter to the the school president and saying like you need to reconsider this week of um of instruction and maybe like do it do a better job next year because the the positions that their presenters were giving were like really 
uh, inaccurate. Like they were saying that homosexuality lacks any genetic basis. And then they made some like really ludicrous, very hateful statements, um, which I will get to uh, in just a second. So um, there was one main speaker who said the the bulk of like the really, really offensive stuff. Mm. And um, probably got paid the most. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess it's a he is, is well, where, where yes, I'm starting. Of course it was a he. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, so he is a speaker and an author who's taught at Moody Bible Institute. Have mm. you ever heard of that one? No, but it sounds really edgy. It's I, a, it sounds super emo. I feel, that's what I was going to say. I think they probably wear a lot of like, like eye makeup. I'm, I'm black. I'm black. And like probably have safety pins holding things together. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's right. Uh, no, no. Anyway, so this man, uh, Christopher, I think it's pronounced Ewan. Um, he came and gave uh, this speech. Speak. So he used to identify as a gay man. And oh. then he like came to God and was saved by Jesus. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, man, you are telling a sad tale right, right there. I mean, it's a tale that we all know. And so that obviously gave him just like all the experience to talk to these people, yeah. you know, and the authority mm-hmm. to, to speak about anything. Um, um, so he said, he was saying that, uh, he really wanted to emphasize God's unconditional love, but mm. added that that love doesn't include unconditional approval of a person's behavior. And then went on to say this, the opposite of homosexuality is holiness. Oh, wow. That- <laughs> The opposite of every sin struggle is holiness. So, you know. Conversely, then, <laughs> the opposite of holiness isn't unholiness or evil. No. It's just gay. It's just gay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, that's why the, the rainbow flag is so scary. It's the it's, opposite of holiness. It's literally, I mean, it's what you've got there is a, a sad gay man yeah. who has rejected a fundamental part, part of himself of himself and has made that the most important thing in the universe. Well, the, okay. the rejection of that but part here's, of himself. Here's the irony. So clearly he, I think he really has defined himself probably as like overcoming this horrible sin. Right. But, but what he says is people who struggle with depression shouldn't make that their identity. People who shouldn't make gay their identity identity. And he compared identifying <laughs> as a gay person to as watching pornography or committing adultery. Um, yeah. They're the same. Every, yeah. Also, Says the guy who identifies as ex-gay, who has made right. ex-gay his whole identity. Yeah, and he, and has clearly made like this. He probably makes money from these people. Yeah, I'm saying it's it's not only is it his identity, it's his like work, it's his Absolutely. job. Absolutely. And so I kind of love the the kids wrote uh, this this I guess letter probably to um to the the leaders of the school, and it says. By our count, Christopher Ewan alone compared homosexuality to two mental illnesses, a horrific disease, and a majority of the so-called seven deadly sins. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he even rightly and admirably, sorry, condemned the bullying of queer people, yet he perpetuated the conditions that allow bullying to occur. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Can I just say something to you young people out there listening to the show? Do it. Don't go to a college that rejects that 
the college rejects your values. There's well, the irony of these colleges is like in their like their things that they had written saying, you know, how they were going to treat people who were gay is like we're going to treat them with a spirit of kindness and inclusion and they think they're being inclusive they think they're being kind they're telling people if you come to this university we'll look out for you and then they go they don't understand that the things they're saying are literally the complete opposite of that yeah just yeah just don't go to no don't go to them if it says christian in the title probably steer clear yeah, yeah, that's the truth right there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to take us across the pond to merry old England. Okay. Where uh, astute listeners mm-hmm. who who have studied any amount of English history will know that uh, they they have an official church of yeah. the country. I've heard that. It's in their constitution and everything, and that is Buddhism. <laughs> no. It's the Church it's of It's the England. Church of Beans and... Oh, I thought it was the Church of Spotted Dick. <laughs> beans on toast. <laughs> uh, nope, it is, the, it is the Church of England. And uh, it, so Frank and I have talked fairly recently about the fact that the Church of England, after years of agonizing, uh, took the bold and ga- breathtaking step of like deciding to have some blessings for same-sex marriages. Oh, what does that mean, blessings? I don't know. They're going to pray a nice way, pray nice about them. Hmm, like they probably have some like specially worded things. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not quite, uh, they don't perform same-sex. Yeah. And they're not really condoning it. They're just saying. But they, but the, it's it's enough that it freaks out all of the nice. all of the wild right wing people. It's, it seems like such a <laughs> non thing that they're doing, saying a prayer, uh, a nice prayer at gay people, but well, they're doing it. And if you're gonna freak, like if literally that freaks out the real right wingers, why not just go the whole way? Why not just say we support this? Yeah. If people are gonna freak out anyway. Don't take these little minuscule steps. Just do the thing. Yeah, well, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, against that backdrop, the uh, another thing is happening, which is that a bill was introduced in the House of Lords. Now, this is not a bill. I, I, I don't pretend to understand uh, English parliamentary stuff. I don't know how it works. Wigs. There's a, That's how it works. It's just every, whoever has the biggest wig wins. I think so. Uh, I don't even know if they have wigs. I don't I know, know that, that they do they're, anymore. They're I don't judges think. Judges still do wigs. Do. I think. Anyway, you guys are weird. <laughs> you Brits, uh, defend yourself because we think you're weird. Um, anyway, but we're super logical over here. Oh no, we're, we're, we do it great. Listen, we've been defending ourselves this whole time. <laughs> I don't even defend us anymore. No. You can write the United States off. That's fine. <laughs> Trying not to write all the countries off, though. Anyway, um, in the House of Lords was presented a a, a, a bill mm-hmm. to divest England of its national religion. Oh, because the, they've disappointed them so much that now they're like, we can't even have a religion anymore. <laughs> well, kind of. It's actually more about the fact that uh, an established religion of a country is kind of antithetical to the notion of a like yeah secular I mean government. I'm not opposed to the idea of getting rid of like a, a 
country's national religion. That's stupid. But like, are wait there are they doing it because of the gay thing? Well, I mean, that is one of the things that was was cited was mm-hmm. that the church is out of step with the country. Like, you know, it is gay marriage has been legal in the country for over a decade now. Yeah. And, uh, and yet the church hasn't caught up. Okay. Uh, but the main thing is just, uh, and I'll let, I'll, I'll just sort of quote, uh, Lord Scriven, Paul Scriven, uh, Scriven, who's, I think, the uh he's the he's a liberal democrat who presented the bill okay uh he said in a modern pluralistic and secular society it is a rather archaic and unjustifiable religious privilege at the heart of our constitution to be implanted at the very heart of the organization and management of the state uh yeah yeah it's it's uh it, you, you the the church should have no say and here's the thing it sounds like it's largely uh, sort of ceremonial yeah, at this point, yeah. but it's not mm-hmm. because uh, one of the one of the things about uh, the church, you know, and yes, the the head of state is the monarch, and the monarch is also the head of the church, right. and that's weird. But that even that's almost cer- like completely ceremonial yeah. at this point, except for. But the Church of England's like their bishops uh-huh. are sit in the house of lords they're so they of, help make laws yeah they're they're part of the deciding body i don't oh, know yeah. again i don't pretend i don't think that the house mm. of lords actually votes on the laws i think they can present things to the house of commons and the, i don't know how it works i don't pretend to know how somebody it works. will explain it to us somebody can can write in and explain it all to us but 26 bishop 26 members of the house of lords and the only the only Lord I've ever met uh-huh. was the Bishop of London. Twenty six oh, right. of them are bishops, right? So, uh, so yeah, this uh, even if they don't really do much, just the thought that yeah, a religion is sitting in some body that has to do with the government just feels wrong. Well, and you know, uh, like for instance, one of the one of the privileges. Mm-hmm that the church enjoys is that the archbishop of canterbury who's the sort of the head right. of the uh, of of the church other than the king uh by virtue of his office can can bring a debate of his choice can mm. can actually decide like this bill uh-huh. will probably not come to a debate oh but the archbishop of canterbury can bring up whatever he wants and so make he them could? talk about oh interesting hmm. probably so, robin hood <laughs> Doesn't it seem like that would be what he was talking about? <laughs> I, I think maybe that was handled in the last session. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, I think that that's interesting. I think, I mean, the fact that it, that this wasn't, that this, you know, this didn't come up on the streets, you know, in a, in a, in, in a protest outside mm-hmm. of the house of Lords, this came up, the, the, the call is coming from inside the house at this point. Right. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, interesting. I'll be excited to see what, if anything happens. Yeah, get rid of your dumb church, you idiots. Yeah, guys. I'm now curious that you've said that how many countries have a national religion. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. Okay, great. Okay. I don't believe you. If I remember. (laughs) If my phone was here, I could look it up right now. Okay. Okay. I'm going to talk to you about Alabama. 
where all good things happen. Sorry yes. if you're from Alabama. Roll Tide. I uh, just am dissing your state a little bit. But honestly, mm, not some <laughs> great stuff happening here. So this is, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, executions, which, you know, oh, good. we love death penalty talks. Like that is always really uplifting. And uh, so this is actually a really interesting story because it's kind of pitting death penalty believers against religion which oh. it seems to me that like usually if you believe in the death penalty you would also be like a freedom of religion person you know doesn't that seem like they normally go I don't hand? know that's one of those that's one of those weird sort of flyaway issues Crossover that issues I could that- see I could see people from a lot of different uh, walks of life yeah cotton and on to that I've never issue. known any really liberal people who are like death penalty all the way I, I bet it's out there well anyway if any of the any of your listeners are they can tell us this is a reason why you might not want to be for the death penalty in Alabama so this case involves a man um, that uh, Alabama was trying to execute his name is Kenneth Smith and they already tried to execute him once didn't work. I think you probably might have heard about this story where like he was strapped to the table for like an hour and they were like sticking him with needles trying to like get the the medicine the, in him to kill him. Yeah. And I don't know if we work. call it medicine if it's meant to murder well, you. Whatever it's called. Yeah. The, they were trying to inject him with drugs to kill him. Yes. And it failed. Uh, so the lethal injection did not work. And I know all over the country there's been issues with the different medications because we're like out of some or well, something. Well, no. The main one that was used, uh, the manufacturer won't sell it for that anymore. Well, that's fantastic. I think that's great. But it does... And apparently now they're just trying other... They're like, I don't know, let's... Advil, maybe, if it's a lot of it. No, 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 no. That's like literally the the truth. So the the thing that they're trying uh, for this case is like nitrogen or something. It's like nitrous gas, but it's it's not the kind that you would have at the dentist. Like, it's not laughing gas. Not nitrous oxide. Not, yeah, but it's pure nitrogen gas, which apparently will just cause death by suffocation. Yeah. So, um, but they haven't tested it. <laughs> they like literally don't know really the science behind it. They haven't even stuck a, like a bird in a cage or something. Well, or... they know it'll make you suffocate. But this yeah, is the thing. There's no because you need oxygen. So, I think one of the privileges of a person there's not very many things that you get when you're sentenced to death, but you get like probably that last meal, and then you can have a clergy person with you. Oh, right. So, but. Wait, you're about to tell me about some cowardly clergy person no. who won't stand in a room no. full of nitrogen. No, actually, I'm not. Oh, I'm okay. t- going to tell you about actually a rather brave clergyman who, so when this this uh, death row inmate reached out to him, he said to him, uh, one of the first things that he asked is, are you prepared to die to be my spiritual advisor? What? The state made this clergyman sign like an affidavit saying, I might die when I'm in this room. Because apparently some of the gas could leak out of like the, the face covering. And if the clergyman is standing too close, he could also die from this gas. But they're not really sure. He might die. (laughs) So one of the things that they've said is you have to stand at least three feet away from 
the the man being killed. Okay. And and I guess where this butts up against religion is that this man would normally be like giving last rites and like anointing the guy with oil and, and touching him. And touching him. And if he's three like my wingspan isn't three feet. I don't know. He would be far enough away that he's not going to be able to do these last services, these last rites for this man. Has he considered a laying on of toes? (laughs) You know what? We should write in and say, we've we've got an alternative for you. (laughs) One of those little sticks that like old people use to pick stuff up. A laying on of mannequin hands. Anyway, but but so that this man has agreed to he's he's been to like I think four other death um like watched people put to death uh-huh. and bit, has been their executions yeah. and he's and one of them was in Alabama but they were like Texas and I can't remember where else and he's like Alabama you are messed up like you got to pick. Does the person have the right of their, you know, religion, the right to religion, or do you want to kill people? Because this is not working as it is. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was fascinating. Um, And I really do wonder how people, like people who believe in both freedom of religion and the death penalty, like how they square that. Well, you know, what if your religion is death penalty? Well, then that makes it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, I think, you know, if you if you if if you if you kill a murderer and you end up also getting a priest in the process. <laughs> maybe, for, is that it's a, a twofer? twofer? It's a twofer. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, uh I'm gonna take us to Iowa. Okay. Now I know that you have an Iowa story as I well. I do, I do. There's lots going on in Iowa. Uh and and it's of a similar ilk, but okay. I'm uh I but uh it's a little bit different. My Iowa story takes place in a place called Toledo, Iowa. Mm-hmm. You'd think it was Toledo, Ohio, but I double-checked and, and then triple-checked. Okay. Right. It's just a small town in in Iowa. And, you know, a an astute driver who happened, uh, a passerby, uh-huh. who happened to be a uh, a member of the, of the local uh, atheist group, uh, saw that the fire department had a... Uh, a nativity scene outside the fire department. Mm -hmm. This is a guy named Justin Scott. Uh, Was the Jesus on fire? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Something. You got to do something fire related. It seems like Keep it it on theme, you guys. Come on. Or they like, I can imagine maybe the wise men have like the the helmets on, the fire helmets. Oh, yeah. There's so much you could have done. No, it's just a very boring sort of, painted you know just the typical like is it kind of a big one it's like i would say it's maybe three quarter size mm-hmm. and uh and you're we're talking plywood that's been painted uh, i can picture it exactly yeah yeah a star an mm-hmm. angel yeah 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 donkeys and whatnot uh anyway so uh since Mr. Scott was is the founder of Eastern Iowa Atheists. He was well aware that that's yeah, not okay. Not okay. Yeah. Uh, and so he contacted the the FFRF, the FFRF, the Freedom from Religion Foundation, uh, who sent the city a letter that basically it didn't threaten lawsuit. It just uh-huh. said, "Hey, um, by the way, you can't do that. Uh-huh. That's against the rules." He uh, and so. Uh, they sent that letter 
the uh, the the mayor, mm-hmm. having not paid any attention to the myriad other small towns that have encountered this uh-huh. kind of bullshit, uh, decided that he was being persecuted by oh. anti-Christian <laughs> haters. Oh my god! And uh, and basically, uh, his response, um, which he told to the. Uh, the the Times Republican newspaper. Mm-hmm. He said, "quote It's unfortunate that we even have to have this discussion. It was donated to the city and has been up every year for fifteen to twenty years. It'll be a discussion item in the for the council to decide if we put it back up permanently or relocate it." Blah blah blah. blah no, blah. it's not a discussion if it's illegal. Yeah, uh, that is a hundred percent against. Our constitution. Yeah. Uh, also, it's probably a fire hazard if it's made of plywood. <laughs> Somebody I mean, set it honestly, on fire. come on. It feels like I. It feels like every like there should be a, a a tradition where every night someone surreptitiously sets it on fire. It, it absolutely each because they'll like, get it out quick. It's will. at the fire department. Yeah, but it's like first you start with like the sheep, and then it's like probably the wise men and the shepherds. Yeah. Tell you moved. You do the baby Jesus on Christmas Eve. You you you, you get, light them it, on fire. <laughs> on Christmas, it's it. This is the new tradition. It, it's the it's it's you combine the nativity and a uh, menorah exactly. And uh, and no, how has nobody come up with this before? <laughs> a menorah that is the nativity scene, and you use Jesus every night to light oh, the other yeah, candles. Yeah, you do. I the love that baby idea. Jesus. I love it. It's a good. Oh, see, we're starting new traditions. We're yeah. we're building bridges now. <laughs> yeah, this is how new traditions began. Yeah. This is this is how you combine Judaism and Christianity. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, anyway, the city held a thing, held held a whole like, like a what do you call it? a meeting? Yeah. yeah, to to for people to voice their complaints, which I think is delightful. Yeah, because it means nothing. Nothing. Yeah, all of your opinions, dear citizens, yeah, are meaningless because this violates the contract like the founding document of the entire country yeah we're not voting on like do we put a stoplight on main street <laughs> i don't i don't like it i don't want a new skyscraper no that's not what we're talking about um i i don't know yeah i don't know what the outcome of that was but it it does sound like uh Just- i'm sure that it was heavily attended and fraught. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure people were furious. And literally everyone that came to speak spoke out against these evil atheists yeah. and, and meddling in our town. And there was tears shed, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you and, could feel the spirit there. And all of that <laughs> was meaningless. Yeah. I hope there was someone there to say that. I hope there was one person who came up and said, hey, all of your feelings are valid. Uh-huh. And gosh, it just feels so hard. Uh-huh. And none of this matters. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I love that. Well, I'm also going to talk about Iowa for yeah. my last story. Hit it. And I mean, this is not a new story of people being angry about 
uh, the satanic temple getting permission to put like a statue in a government space, like in the state capital. So like this is this is an argument we've had a bazillion times, right? Yeah. Okay. So what makes this kind of ironic and special is that every year you can um, like petition to put something up, like I guess probably for the Christmas season. So it like yeah. it's up for like three or four weeks. Yeah. So um, one- because. They they refuse to just say, the, to do the easy thing, which yeah. is just, let's not have any uh, displays any, yeah. in the Capitol building. But they wanted to have their nativity. They want to have it, their Christmas display. Yeah. And, and so, so they have to open it up to everybody. Right. Because it's, because and I should have said this in my last thing, mm-hmm. it's not that nativities are disallowed. Yeah. It's that if you do a nativity, uh, if you do only a nativity, yeah. you're favoring a specific religion. Exactly. And you can't do that. Exactly. But if you want to, you can open it up yeah. to so everybody. They opened it up. They had agreed to open it up to everybody. And of course, uh, the satanic temple was like, okay, and we'll we'll sign up for this. And they got permission to erect a statue of a goat-headed figure. Um, it had, you know, the seven fundamental tenets underneath it, which we all know, like w- all of us are f- familiar with, like they're really lovely things. Yeah, yeah. That if the, anybody stopped and read. Yeah, the TST, it, their seven tenets are better than the Ten Commandments. Oh, absolutely. Like, like unquestionably, it's just a better group They're of They're like, rules. basically, like, how can you be the best person? Yeah, we believe, and they, you know, they do say, like, we like science, uh, and we like to, and but we and we believe in changing our opinion with mm-hmm. better information. Yeah, and, but, but just that's like, all scary stuff. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so. um, And of course, they don't believe in Satan. Right. Like, that's another thing. That is one of the things they state, like, outright. Uh, oh, they're out entirely open about it, but yeah. that doesn't matter the Christian to the Christians, and that's kind of the point. And the Christians aren't literally paying attention to anything. They just hear the word Satan, and they're like... And they see a scary. goat-headed disco ball. Which is so funny. Like, why is that goat head so scary to people? <laughs> it is like you put Freddy Krueger up or something. It's like, it's or it's the scariest thing they've ever seen, you know? Oh my God, that so, goat. So the 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 Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, she was like, mm. she was grumpy about it. And she issued a statement. And she's like, this display is absolutely objectionable, but it's a free society. So I guess we've got to let it stand. And she's so <laughs> grumpy about it. She wrote it in that voice. Yeah, she did. I'm sure if there was a font for that, like she <laughs> used that font. And anyway, she. That called- font is called Karen Sands. <laughs> Somebody designed that. Absolutely. So she called on people of faith to like pray beside her about it. And like basically, uh, you know, she was throwing a little bit of a, a fit about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and even though she was throwing a fit, there were still like a bunch of conservative people who were like, she should really do more about this. She should use her executive powers to get rid of this. Which, I mean, if they knew, if they paid any attention, they'd realize, well, that would be unlawful. You know, it's not like she can just choose what the laws are. Yeah, but let's be clear. Right now, the right wing of the United States of America doesn't want a constitutional democracy. Well, okay, they that's true. want they are authoritarian. They are, author, they are fascist. Yeah, they are Christian nationalist fascists. Yeah, absolutely. And all they want in the universe is to abandon the rule of law in favor of uh, their rules, theocracy. Yeah, so. I don't disagree with you at all. 
I was just saying if they put any thought into it, which right. which I know they don't. But so they're everybody's making this huge deal out of it. So no surprise when it's vandalized, right? So um this this man who uh used to be a navy pilot and had like run for Congress, he was just like he saw this coverage and he was just so pissed off. And so he, I think this was maybe last Thursday, he went to uh, the the Capitol and he tore down the Satanic tem- Temple's, um, you know, statue and like completely trashed it. Ruined it beyond compare. You know, it, they're not going to be able to put it up for the remaining two weeks. Right. Like, this is the funny thing. It's like, guys, just... It, turn away for two weeks and, and then your thing's gonna like why are you making such a big deal out of this oh because he's a goddamn hero no he is okay this is the thing <laughs> he he is actually seen as a hero but so he this is what he said he's like I saw this blasphemous statue and I was outraged my conscience is held captive to the word of God no bureaucratic <laughs> decree and so I acted and then somebody else who's like I don't know, some leader of a conservative group. His name is, have you ever heard of Charlie Kirk? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, apparently he's special. Yeah. He was like, this man is a Satan slayer. (laughs) (laughs) He he broke a, a, a... Probably not very well constructed statue. Wow. Yeah. And it really did have like these little like plastic red disco-y things on it well the like the 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 head of it i saw it the head of it is like a it would mirrored it was a cool yeah. like disco ball thing yeah. i thought that was really cool looking well a- anyway i mean i mean cool or not they were they were just gonna wreck it and, yeah and if you are a satan slayer you're not afraid no you, nothing nothing's gonna stop not you. afraid of a I'm not afraid of a plastic statue. I won't back down when a statue is in front of me. I will break that and shit. And the other thing is that, you know, yes, he's probably going to be charged with vandalism. Oh, yeah. And he then, didn't care. And always, and there's already a, a GoFundMe there for is, his defense. Oh, you are not, you are not wrong. Because okay. that Charlie Kirk already pledged $10,000 to his legal defense. Anyway, it's just like a tale as old as time. Yeah. You it's, know? I mean, it is the season. It, it is. More than anything, it's the season for what they call the war on Christmas, but what is actually the the grand whine of uh-huh. Christians. Oh my gosh, it's the truth. By the way, uh, if you are a member of the Satanic Temple uh, in your local chapter and you're you're going to put up a thing in, in the, uh, you know, in the... The lobby of some place. The, the lobby of the of the Capitol building or whatever. Have a second thing ready. Wait, wait. No, I have a better idea. Okay. Glitter bomb inside. <laughs> Make it so that when it's destroyed by somebody, it they can't ever get that glitter. A die off pack? Of yeah, die pack. Something like that. I love this idea. Yeah, there so but let's do both of those things. Kay. So you start with put a booby trap inside. Okay. Non lethal, uh-huh. non painful. Yeah. But just something that will stick to them. Yep. And maybe smell really bad. Absolutely. Uh, and then phase two is have something more offensive. Right. Not, not offensive like, like you know, you can't have pro- probably like a- Penis know, or a anything. cock or something yeah. in it. Yeah. But like something that they will be even more terrified by. Yeah. Have it waiting in the wings- and so that the day the day of yeah you can swap just, it out you just bring roll the next one right on in yeah replace it I love that yep I love that idea have three yeah 
have a have a whole have like have a menagerie of have things. One, one for every day. It's the countdown to Christmas. Yeah, exactly. On the first day of Christmas, my, my Satan, Satan gave, gave to me. Yeah. A disco Satan. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna close this off with some quasi good news. <gasps> I love this. Uh, which is that uh, the Supreme Court didn't do a thing <gasps> that I thought that they were going to do. Which was? Which is good. In this country, if our current Supreme Court does a thing, that's bad. Well, and if they don't do a thing. They've been surprising me slightly lately with like a few little. Little snippets. things here and there. Yeah. This one could have been a big thing. Okay. So uh, here, here's what happened. Uh, in Washington state mm -hmm. of these United States, uh, it is illegal to do gay conversion therapy oh i heard about on this. a minor yes that is against the law in that state yes well uh now mind you the, this law is not comprehensive and needs improvement mm -hmm. it needs to be far more restrictive than it is but what the law says is that licensed therapists cannot do conversion therapy right uh which is good because conversion therapy is let me see checks his notes abuse uh, absolutely and this is just of minors right um well many people are very upset about this mm -hmm. including licensed therapist brian tingley uh-huh tingley T oh i just think that's cute <laughs> uh who really 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 wants to abuse those kids oh uh and he along with the uh the the hate group uh lawyer group uh what do they call themselves it's like freedom of something probably yeah alliance defending freedom there That's you go there you, you, i mean you, you just know it. the word freedom is in there you just know you it just is know it. and what it means is freedom to be a to to infringe on other people's rights yeah that's I, the freedom that they care about yeah i remember hearing about this and they were like there's my free speech yeah right this is a free speech they are they frame it as a free speech case and what's amazing is because he doesn't want to admit that what what they're what the state is doing uh -huh. is saying is determining what medical professionals are allowed to do in their practices. Right. Which states are 100% allowed to control. Right. What he and the Alliance Defending Freedom are claiming is that they're right they, is that what they do in talk therapy with their clients. Right. Is freedom of speech. It's just talking. It's just speech. It's my it's my right. I'm just having a conversation with somebody that they're paying me to have. And this isn't a medical thing. Yeah, the, this I, has nothing to do with their mental health. This isn't practice. It's it, he literally they're they're saying it's not conduct, it's speech. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah, then why is it on my insurance? Right. Um that's bullshit. Yeah. But uh, and and you know uh, the the uh, appellate court, uh -huh. the appeals court, agreed that that's bullshit uh -huh. and said absolutely not. Right, the state has the right to do this. Uh -huh. Blah blah blah. So they appealed to the Supreme Court, which was the goal all along. Right, to get it to these ding dongs because right. it is it you know it's just a bunch of shit. It's a shit show up yeah. there. But they did write they, this? They declined to take the case. Oh, nice. That's that's kind of the best case scenario. Oh, yeah. That's as good know? as it gets right yeah, now. Yeah, just kind of throw it back. Uh, mind you, declining to take the case 
infuriated Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito, <laughs> and Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, I'm not surprised. No, you shouldn't be surprised. I am surprised about Amy Coney Barrett. I'm surprised that she was like, she, I don't want to take that case. I don't know if she didn't. Well, I know, she must have not. She didn't dissent. But or, she, like, didn't, she didn't come out and say, I would have voted other. Oh, that's but she, true. I'm she guessing, didn't get grumpy about it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who... But they just they did decline to accept the yeah. case, which which left uh, Thomas Alito and Kavanaugh just fuming, livid. Uh, literally, uh, let me find the thing. Uh-huh. Just as Thomas said, this position asks us to consider whether Washington can censor counselors who help minors accept their biological sex. Mm. Wow! Didn't. Didn't spill the beans on your own bias there at mm-hmm. all, did you? Yeah. And that's not surprising. Clarence. But but the thing is, is he would have had to, if this was brought before him, wouldn't he have had to have agreed that this was an issue of free speech instead of health care? Right. And so I don't, I mean, if they, even if they had brought it before them, it's, that's not what it is. Yeah. Eh. Alito uh, said something about, he, he said this case represents uh, or presents a question of national importance. It does. That's yeah, true. Very much so. Uh, he said in recent years, 20 states and the District of Columbia have adopted laws prohibiting or restricting the practice of conversion therapy. Thank goodness. By the way, did, you, did, did we all note that what J- Justice Thomas uh, wrote was not about conversion therapy? Right. Did we all, did we all catch that? Anyway, shut up. Clarence. Uh, And then Sam says, uh, Sam Alito says in recent, uh, he says, it is beyond dispute that these laws restrict speech and all restrictions on speech merit careful scrutiny. Mm. Well, guess what? The appellate court did some careful scrutiny. They decided that this was totally acceptable. I mean, it's like the, the, the notion Uh that a counselor can just say whatever they want and it's free speech to their clients, to their patients? No. Like, literally, if a counselor starts, like, turning people into, like, cult members or whatever, or what if that's the, just free speech or, or we're okay with that? Couldn't they be, like, massively sexually uh, harassing someone? That wouldn't be free speech. It's just speech, you guys. Right. They're yeah. just talking. No. Get over it. Yeah. So... That's good. Uh, anytime we can get our uh, lovely Supreme Court to not do the thing, yeah, things are going okay. Ooh. All right. Well, if you would like to write in about this or any of our, our stories, if you'd like to use your own free speech, you can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, or call us and leave your voice on the show. The number is 424-666-TGIA. More show coming up. All right. Well, uh, this is the traditional time on our show when we play some audio from an asshole okay, I'm somewhere ready. in the world. I'm ready. This is Pastor Jeremy Pfeil, mm-hmm. uh, who... He's so mad. <laughs> they usually are. Uh, because his his very good friend, James Randolph, somebody's been lying. <gasps> uh, by which I mean, 
James Randolph, apparently there is good evidence, enough evidence to bring him up on charges that he was, uh, these are sexual charges, of one course. of which involves a minor. Uh, uh, so awful, awful things. Okay. Now, any smart human would, of course, distance themselves from yeah. that person yeah. and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, even if you, Even if you think that it's all lies, yeah. probably you just... Shut your yap. You just you 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 form a holding pattern uh-huh. and you you sort of see how things play out. Because, uh-huh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but this Texas pastor no uh, chose a different route. Okay, I'm ready. I'm saying this because you might have heard that uh, my friend James Randolph has been lied about recently, and uh, whenever I get a call from him and he tells me about that, he's going. To court tomorrow, I believe that he's going to be, um, I believe justice will be served and all liars will be exposed. Eventually it's going to happen one way or another. You mark my word. It always happens. But to think that people that left our fellowship are somehow involved in encouraging that made me go on high alert. I'm not going to allow people like that around here and I'm letting you know that. They're not going to come and video. They're not going to come and, and do this. And if you still talk to them and you listen to them, you're going to be sniped and taken out. And you don't come crying to me later. I've warned you and warned you and warned you and warned you and warned you. If you, if you think this is a personal matter, you've missed the entire boat. This is a spiritual war that we're in. Men that I respect and look up to are being lied about. Now, you can either trust that or not. I know we live in David. You say, I don't know if we can trust. You better listen to what I'm saying. I don't hang out with pervs. Pervs run away from me. They always have. Since I follow God with all my heart, they've run away from me. I told a story. I heard myself on the radio telling it recently. You may not understand this. I've reached out to the LGBT lifestyle for a long time in the past to try to get them born again. And one night I was, had one of them in a the car. I went to pick him up for church and he had grown his nails out. And he said, I tell you right now, if you hate on me, I'll scratch you to death. I said, you ain't going to touch me. You're going to either repent or else you're going to get out of this car. I ain't putting up with that. Now, I'm not hating on anybody either, but I don't have to confirm your sinful lifestyle. The church does not exist to confirm sin. It exists to get you out of sin and so that you can reign in life. Now, I don't know if you caught it. The snipe reference? What? Yeah. Yeah. I caught it. And... I was rolling my eyes like they kind of hurt a little bit after that clip. Yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, he did say that, that they'll be sniped and taken out. And yeah, I, I, I very much heard that. That is that was sounded like a threat to me. That's a that that is a threat. And it was like, don't speak up. Nobody will believe you anyway. Uh, and I've got my mind made up. Even if he's saying it sort of metaphorically or figuratively, mm. we're going to kill you mm-hmm. is the message. Mm-hmm. And we won't listen to you and we won't be supportive of you. Uh, if you're a man, I'll support you uh, in any sense. Yeah. Like people are lying. I Did, th- did that <laughs> Did that get what happened? Did it go to the the court yet? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I haven't followed. I, I don't. I don't think we have any results or anything. Well, this I'm is, sure excited when that guy gets put away. I. I here's what I think. I think. Uh, I. I love that he had a story about a gay guy in his car. Right. Uh, a either 
not true at all, uh-huh. which is likely. Uh-huh. Like that, he just made up that story uh-huh. about a gay guy threatening to scratch, scratch him to death or whatever. Mm. Or he had a gay guy in his car. Yeah, and he threatened to scratch him to death for another reason. Right? Which is yeah. more likely. I love the line, I've reached out to the LGBTQ lifestyle, lifestyle. For, for a long time. Yeah, we don't doubt that, man. You A, you... You can't reach out to a lifestyle. Well, he's trying to. But I think uh, I think what you mean is I've participated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The lady doth protest too much. Yeah. Mm. Regardless, I was I was that was pretty horrible listening to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun stuff. Uh, more fun, more actually fun stuff is uh, is when we hear from our listeners. So Yay. let's let's dive into some of that. Um, John wrote into us to say hi, Frank and Dan. In my part of the world, Jesus is the reason for the season is a very popular refrain used as a weapon in the war on Christmas. Ah, but I would argue that capitalism is the reason for the season. Buy as much stuff as possible and maybe go into debt as well. With that in mind, my new favorite holiday song, sung to the tune of Joy to the World, concludes with the following. Joy to the world, my shopping's done. (laughs) With just a dime to spare. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's, that's I, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of, I've really backed off of the presence thing. I don't, I don't like, I, I don't, it's not that I dislike giving. Yeah. I dislike having Ex- to give expectations at a specific yeah. moment. And also I'm really uncomfortable deciding where to draw the line of when I stop giving presents mm, to who, like the yeah. concentric circles of people that you know. Yeah. It's like, where do you stop giving presents? And I, I'm just, the whole thing makes me wildly uncomfortable and yeah. I don't like it. And I don't like the present exchange yeah. at all. Well, you're getting presents from me. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think you win. I think other, I think, in the court of public opinion, I've gone, I've gone down and you've gone up just I'm then. Sorry. Uh, Bonnie has written in and she's addressed this just to me because uh, last week we were talking about um, Christmas songs uh-huh. and uh, I may have said something less than favorable about the Paul McCartney Christmas song. Oh yeah, I know how much you love that one. <laughs> anyway, Bonnie writes, Dear Dan... You are absolutely right. The Paul McCartney Christmas song is the absolute worst. Don't worry, I won't say the song's title, which I think is merciful. Yes, because think, then we'll get in our heads. So I think please don't. Frank tried to get it don't in do everybody's it. head. Don't I'm do not it. going to. Uh, it is followed closely, however, by the Jackson Fives, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, and the equally horrendous Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It was a pu- it, I was at a pub yesterday, and when that screech fest came on in the rotation of Christmas songs, the bartender in charge of the music skipped over it. Oh, that that what what a merciful thing! Oh, to I, skip over I it. I disagree entirely. I think that the, the Jackson Five are delightful. I love <laughs> I love their most of their catalog. I've I, never I heard that one. I, I don't, don't think know. I've heard their version of "I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus," but I've heard their "Santa Claus is Coming to Town." I understand that little baby Michael's voice it's was pretty quite, high. It was quite high, uh, and when he hits that high note on. Uh, I get it. Uh huh. But I just love the Jackson Five so well, much. Well, I love them too. But guess what? Uh, please don't play too much 
Christmas music at all. Yeah. I, I just can't. I can listen to every song two times. So you you can dish that out however you want. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if like all of the retail stores and stuff had a mix where it was like two non-Christmas songs and then one Christmas song that, peppered in? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Can you? At least we don't work retail. I know. Oh, my god! But I did for years and years. So yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I have good reason to hate a lot of those songs. Yeah. Uh, all right. And the, and finally, this is, uh, from grandpa Jerry. Uh, I am, listen, grandpa Jerry has been a listener for a long time and, uh, he's been, he's been sick. Oh, he, he wrote into us and let us know. Uh, he says, hi, Frank and Dan, I'm still here much to my surprise. Since I last wrote to you four months ago, I've been getting chemo once a week and it seems to be keeping my tumors stable. I may not be very active due to tiredness, but I'm keeping mentally busy and generally enjoying life. My wife, Sandy, and I are celebrating our 55th anniversary Whoa, today. Oh, congratulations. That's amazing. I can't even imagine what life would be would have been like without her. I, keep, I constantly marvel at how lucky I was that she decided to marry me. Hmm. It inspired me to send you a one-time gift in honor of our anniversary. Oh, keep up the good work. That is so sweet. I I am I I I've never met Grandpa Jerry, Aww. but I love Grandpa Jerry. Well, I can tell by the look on your face right now. And I, I frankly, the rest of you should feel ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> Grandpa Jerry donated to us in honor. Of, anyway, uh, Grandpa- you guys, I just have to butt in just a second and say because you guys are only listening to this and you can't see Dan's face, his eyes are a little teary and that actually really did touch him. And uh, that's really, really, really sweet. Well, now you're making me kind of oh, like sorry. well up even more, I'm sorry. which I was trying to avoid doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Grandpa Jerry, uh, we love you. And I, I feel bad that Frank isn't here for yeah, this, but yeah. I am going to make Grandpa Jerry uh Regardless of the amount that he just gave to us, because he gave us uh, a very generous uh, donation, uh, Grandpa Jerry, you are officially Archangel. <gasps> Grandpa Jerry, you're the first and only Archangel of the of the podcast. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, and I, you know, we we have a Lord and Savior, but I think uh, Grandpa Jerry's going to be, I, I for now, our only Archangel. I love it. Uh, and and we love you, and we send you, we wish you all the best to you and your lovely wife, and uh, and 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 stay happy out there. And I hope that I hope that all goes well for you. Anyway, if you, dear friends, would like to uh, honor your anniversary with your loved one, or for any reason would like to give us some of your money, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com. Finding the uh, support us tab, you can choose. There's a thing on the right that's for PayPal or for uh, Patreon. There's a thing on the left that's for PayPal, uh, and you can choose and and give us a little bit of of your hard earned cash. We sure appreciate it uh, if you can afford it. Uh, and we have one more person to thank. Uh, we may have others to thank. Frank usually does this part, so <laughs> I actually don't have the rest of the uh, the donors. Uh, but I will thank our Lord and Savior, 
Davis! Wow, congratulations! More show coming up. Well, Kate. Yeah? Since I have you here and yes. you're not normally here. Well, I am because we're at my house. <laughs> here, the here in question oh. is is the space of... Uh, TGIA. Of thousands of people's ears. Yes. Hello, and I wish I was here more often. Well, you're here some. You're yeah. here more than many. Okay. More than true. most. That's true. That's true. Anywho, with you. Uh, since you're here, I and it's Christmas time. It is. It's the holiday season, so hoop de hoo, <laughs> la di da, or whatever, <laughs> and dickery dock. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about different experiences of Christmas because mm-hmm. uh, yours and mine were very different. They were very different on many levels. Um, and I want to start with your childhood because you had the experience of being a uh, a in a secular home. Uh-huh. In Utah, surrounded by Mormons. Correct. So, like, I remember being, like, when I went to school and we sang Christmas songs, Uh it felt like the most natural thing in the world. Yeah. Even though probably some of those songs had Jesus in them. I'm wondering about that because I was thinking back to, like, the Christmas songs that I remember learning in elementary school. And they were, like, rock around the Christmas tree and... I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus and I don't know that there was any Jesus-y ones. I knew of Jesus-y songs. Yeah. You you, you never heard heard like Silent Night or anything? Well, maybe there were Silent... I loved Silent Night. I thought it was a really pretty song. I just... It is a really pretty song. It's wildly inappropriate for a public school, but... Guess what? As somebody who never understood the lyrics to any song <laughs> ever and would make up lyrics to every song to fit whatever I thought it said. Yeah. Pfft, it didn't really matter what the lyrics were. Yeah. I mean, and that song, you know, it, nobody knows what round yon virgin means when you're a kid. No. And I probably didn't even think that was the, I'm sure those weren't the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but I did not like a virgin, so maybe I thought it was Madonna. <laughs> Round <laughs> like a like a virgin mother and child. Um, all right. Well, talk talk to me a little bit. Your your family was uh secular, but my dad's family what had been Jewish mostly not like religiously Jewish, but like culturally Jewish. Uh So they celebrated like they celebrated Hanukkah. I don't know if my dad growing up celebrated Christmas. I don't think he did. I think he wanted to. And so then when he had children, I think that that was important to him. And he was kind of excited about that. My mom can correct me if this is not true, but she had celebrated Christmas, even though her dad was also Jewish, but her mom wasn't. Right. So we had like, we still had some of the like ceremony of like Jewish holidays. Like we would light the menorah when my grandma was in town. Mm. Like if my grandma wasn't in town, we didn't really do any of these things. Okay. It was just like put up the Christmas tree, put up the lights, hang the stockings, you know. Yeah. So that's interesting. And and was any mention made 
of this is a Christian no. holiday or this is uh uh-uh. uh no no nobody there was never an an acknowledgement or a, a thought about that it was you just know, this is just for fun yeah and I'm also on the train that Christmas is for the most part not Christian <laughs> like it is the capitalist it is money it is gifts it is santa it's not just money it is a lights festival yeah it is a it is like look when you're not near the equator yeah the further the equator you are from the equator the worse winter is and twinkling lights literally make everything better yeah they're lovely so you have some lights you eat comforting baked goods you have warm cozy drinks you sing songs. It's it it's literally like all of that, regardless of affiliation. Yeah. Is useful. Oh, I absolutely agree. And like there, yes, there's a, there's some coziness to it. Yeah. Yeah. You're bringing in like the smell of of pine into yeah. your home, which is just such a beautiful smell. And by the way, I am just going to say really quickly, we as we as atheists need to stop perpetuating the notion that all that the Christmas tree and all these things were actually pagan rituals mm-hmm. that were stolen and that were appropriated by Christians and stuff. It's probably not true. You guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I hate to break, break it to you. But that those those are that those are sort of the popular myths of our people, uh-huh. atheist people. Yeah, it's it's not really. But we shouldn't perpetuate. No, untrue we myths. probably shouldn't perpetuate myths. We're the ones who are saying that that's not the way to go. And mm, you know yeah. all this stuff about like Horus was born on December twenty fifth and uh-huh. to a virgin mother. All that stuff. It's bullshit, you guys. It's so dumb. Uh, so so don't perpetuate that. And I mean. Or do or do do some more like digging. Yeah, do some better research than Bill Maher did in yeah. his in his stupid religious movie. Yeah. Um. And 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 if you know if you can pull out some solid evidence for it, I am happy to be wrong. Present yeah. it to me. Yeah. And like you said, there's a lot of crossover with these things. So it's like you know it could be multiple right. places where things came from. And would these things have arisen without Christianity? Possibly, because we need festivals during yeah. this time uh, of year. This dark, sad time of year. I so agree with that. And that's what it's about, right? So mm-hmm. like I think that that is the heart of everyone's Christmas, even Christian Christmas, because when I was yeah. a kid, uh-huh. I, you know, I was raised Mormon and and that you know, I don't. I don't care if you out there think that that's Christian or not. It's Christian enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's still. <laughs> there believe, was a Jesus. We still believe in yeah, Jesus. Exactly. We still believe in the Bible. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, it's Christian. Yeah. Uh, and and so yeah, Jesus was present in my life. Uh, I went to church mm-hmm. every week, and so like you know, Jesus was talked about plenty. Yeah. But the essential experience of Christmas, Uh the thing that made it joyful, was nothing to do with Jesus. (laughs) Well, that's how it is for everybody. And I think it's, you know, like the joy of it is like, you know, candy canes and 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 family and everybody gathers and, you know, everybody has like you said, you sing some songs 
and you bake you make a bunch of food yeah and and everyone celebrates themselves celebrates each other exactly you go ice skating or you 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 know you make a, a snowman or whatever you do yeah and you know and you develop tr- family traditions exactly you know that is so interesting because i often think of tradition especially in something like christmas as like a broader tradition but you're right it is we we within our groups come up with our own little tiny traditions that that then we build memory on together yeah 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 in my family because my parents uh are old Uh (laughs) um like we didn't ever we didn't get sugar cereals in our family ever Uh uh-huh and we didn't. So, we didn't much either. Right. Yeah. So the grand splurge of Christmas. One of the, one of the traditions. One of the things that we ended up knowing that we could count on eventually as kids was Fruit Loops, which I think is so darling. We and, got Fruit Loops for and, Christmas. And I think one of the cutest things about you is even as an adult, you kind of want Fruit Loops for for Christmas, and and that's really cute. It's one of the flavors of Christmas for I, me. I think that's darling. Yeah. I don't really have. My grandma used to send us homemade fudge. So for me, that that was my Christmas thing. The fla- and, the flavor of Christmas is fudge. But it's stale fudge. It's not fresh. <laughs> which fudge. you're saying, which sounds like a bad thing, but it's, I don't no, think you're saying it no, is a bad thing. No, I'm not. She lived on the <laughs> East Coast, and she, by the time it would get to us, it would be completely stale. And I always thought that's how fudge was supposed to be for the longest time. Like, I didn't know it was like supposed to be like creamy and like a little smooshy you're that like, seemed I, wrong i hate to tell you guys but your fudge is soft and sweet and uh, yeah and, and smooth and smooth uh, i'm sorry but it's supposed to be a little dry and sort of break a little as you bite into it not crispy <laughs> but like a little dry and uh so yeah, yeah. i think that's great <laughs> i think that and and that is what we need and i don't care if you call it christmas or yeah. not whatever Holiday. I, I do love the idea. And here's the other thing is that obviously what this means mm-hmm. is that for everyone on below the equator, uh-huh. for all of you Aussies out there, or whatever, right? you celebrate Christmas at entirely the wrong time of year. <laughs> I don't, I know, don't what, know. I don't know what you guys do for the uh, the solstice that happens in, what is it, June? It would be June, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you guys need, I don't know what you guys do for that solstice, but that's when uh, all of your, all of, all of the Festival of Lights shit that we Maybe do. Maybe they have that. If they don't, we could, I, I've got some good ideas for you guys. All of our Uruguayan listeners. Yeah. Uh, I bet you they have beautiful traditions that happen then that, that have lights and candles and I stuff. I hope somebody will write in. I know we have a lot of yeah. uh, Aussie listeners and stuff. I, I hope somebody will write in and say what you do for your wintertime f- yeah. festival. Because we know, <laughs> because we love to mention that everybody gets to drink white wine on Christmas. White wine in the sun is, <laughs> and that sounds delightful. If you guys don't know the song "White Wine in the Sun," it's 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 not. A, here's what it isn't. It's not a good sing it with your family song because you'll cry or why? No, just because it doesn't apply to everybody. Oh, just okay. because it's a personal song. It is to Tim. It's very Minchin. touching. Yeah, and but it is what it is the sweetest. Uh, Christmas song there is. It will definitely choke you up, and uh, yeah. you'll probably cry. Much sweeter than Silent Night. It's it's not prettier than Silent but Night. But what about Christmas shoes? 
<laughs> I hate that song with all of me. <laughs> Christmas shoes is it's is the worst. Is the most. It makes me cry. It makes me cry uh, for too. different reasons. Yeah, yeah. Please don't make me listen to it. Please. Mostly, mostly, I the laughter uh, gets a little raucous, and then that's why I'm crying. Yeah. Oh man, I but yeah, I think I I I love this notion that like what what we should be shooting for. And I think we should all celebrate this thing. Uh-huh. Whatever it is. Yeah. Chris call it Christmas. Okay. Call it Festivus. Mm-hmm. Call it whatever you want. But I think for those of us who don't live close to the equator, when it gets dark way too early. Yeah. And stays dark way too long. Mhm. Uh yeah, I think we should be shooting for some real celebrating. Some I'm real, on board for that. Uh, like, I think I think a lot of the things of Christmas, uh, we got it right. Yeah. We just, you just need to, the just only thing. Just take the Christ out of Christmas, that's all you guys. We need to do. That's all you need to do. Just take the Christ out of Christmas. Like they've been telling us to do. So that it's just mus. Yeah. Have, celebrate mus, everybody. Yeah, I will. And I will too. <laughs> Well, uh, hey, thanks, you guys, for tuning into this show. Uh, if you would like to tell us your traditions of how you celebrate must, <laughs> please feel free to do so. Write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, or call in and leave a voicemail. We love to hear other people's voices on our show. The number is 424-666-8442. Uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. Thanks also to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you, friends, for tuning in. And thanks to you, Kate, for being for filling in. We you appreciate are very you. Welcome. You're very welcome. And we'll see you all next week. Farewell.